Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Gimme the Creeps. Welcome back. I'm here with Daniela, my co-host, and this week we are doing somewhat of an update episode slash an episode I meant to do, but the update came first, so here we are. (laughs) Here we are. Go right ahead, dear. I cannot wait to hear this. OMG. Um, so yes, this was a mysterious case that, that we were discussing covering a while back and I had something different planned for this week, but when Daniela sent me that update, I was like, never mind, here we go. So <laughs> before I jump into that case though, um, the other big update that we have is actually about Susan Powell. And if y'all haven't listened to the multi-part series that we covered, you should definitely go back and listen to that. There's all kinds of podcasts and shows and documentaries also on Susan Powell. So go check those out to hear about her case because holy shit, they might have found her remains. Yes. Which out of, you know, respect and peace for her family. I hope that they get some answers so that this case can finally be put away and it's just time for her to rest in peace because it's just been so awful not knowing where Susan Powell ended up and then with her husband, ex-husband, taking the lives of her two boys and all of that mess has just been horrific. So, Let's hope that her family gets some some answers and some peace. So I'm just opening up this <clears throat> link that Daniela sent me so that we could read through it together. And it's from KUTV.com. It came out on Tuesday, February 8th of this year, 2022. And it's by Ariel Harrison. Crews searching in the West Desert for clues about Susan Powell's disappearance have pulled up torn pants, and additional bones from underground. The team, led by Utah native Dave Sparks, has spent the past eight days at the site pulling up debris from a mine where they believe Susan Powell's remains could be. I sent some pictures of the bones to Chuck Cox, Sparks said, referring to Susan's father. He took them to a bone expert they know actually to... Um, So two bone experts that they know. The first expert, based off of information, said that it was animal bones. The second expert said that they are human bones, so we don't know. So um, he also said Cox wants to come to see the pants they pulled up from underground, and Sparks' interest in the mine started when he got a tip about some suspicious activity at the site around the time Mm -hmm. Susan went missing in 2009. Sparks and his team believe that Susan's husband dumped her body down the mine and then lit it on fire. They also believe the that he returned to dump more and more debris over the top of her to deter people from searching. Around the time she disappeared, two men that Sparks hired who explored mines in the West Desert claim that this particular mine had a wooden A-frame structure on top. A few months after her disappearance, they went back and in and the A-frame had collapsed and was sent down the mine too. The men strongly feel that Susan is underneath all the debris. In searching the mine, they've found all kinds of burnt debris along with the bones and clothing pieces to back the theory. Either way, Sparks is glad they are doing this work. We clear this mine forever, this suspicious mine that has this weird story, or we find her down there and bring a lot of closure to the family, Sparks said. 
So that's that. And as far as um, identifying the bones and the body, it's going to take a while. And um, so I think within a, a few months, it'll be finalized whether these were actually her um, remains or if it was a mistake and somebody else's remains maybe or an animal's remains might be mm-hmm. down there. Man, but that would be so heartbreaking if Chuck recognized the pants um, right yeah. up, right away. But I feel like um, it would also be like a huge relief to him too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just so that it could finally be put to rest and yeah. there's no more mystery it's just confirmed and they can grieve in a more like solidified way. It's more like concrete now. Yeah. So, but as of five hours ago, more news is coming out. Um, so, you know, we'll just keep our eye on that, but I did want to jump on here and update everybody. It's just such a fascinating, like we discussed it in the, in the episodes, how it's just like a movie Mm-hmm. And it just kept getting worse. And now, how I covered in the episodes, his father is dead. His brother is dead. He himself, um, Josh Powell, is dead. And there are no answers out there anymore. Who we feel was involved is all gone. So unless someone else knows something or it's written down somewhere or they can get through those encryptions on those computers, it's still a mystery. Um mm-hmm. Even if those are her remains, so we'll just we'll just have to see what comes out of that. And then Kendrick Johnson, another mysterious case that we covered on this podcast. Um, okay, so as respectfully as we can be, you know, it's sensitive. It's a sensitive topic. It's never going to be the answer people want because a, a boy died, and. As many times as it comes back, accidental death or bizarre accidental death, people still think that Kendrick Johnson was either placed in that mat or his death was covered up because somebody didn't want to get in trouble. So um, $500,000 are on the line with the sheriff um, of that county trying to come forward and be a hero and say like, I'm willing to even put my money out there for y'all to have some peace and some answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they can no longer say like, it's the you know police department or it's the sheriff. Somebody, somebody here is covering this up. Um, so he's willing to even put in his own money and reward whoever comes forward with any information. But at this point, it's still looking like it was an accident and he asphyxiated from trying to get his shoes out from the mat or however they ended up explaining what happened. Mm-hmm. So BET has an article as of February 2nd of this year. This is by Nigel Roberts. The Georgia sheriff who has spent the last few years investigating the death of Kendrick Johnson offered 500000 of his own money Monday, January 31st, as a reward for information leading to a conviction in the 17-year-old's 2013 death, fending off criticism of his investigation from Johnson's family. After the release of my synopsis of the federal files on the Kendrick Johnson case, his parents have called me a liar and continue to state that Kendrick was murdered. Lowndes County Sheriff Ashley Polk wrote, Because of these statements, I am personally 
I am personally with my own funds uh, offering a reward of one half million dollars to anyone who comes forward with information that results in the arrest and conviction of a person for the alleged murder of Kendrick Johnson at Lowndes County High School. Um, so that was put on Twitter and everybody's like talking about it. Polk, who wasn't sheriff when the teen died, conducted a second local investigation into John Johnson's death. How weird would it be if, um, God forbid, uh, Sheriff Polk goes missing um, after this? Because he was not sheriff whenever this went down. So he might be undoing a bunch of uh, what's been covered up. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, so let's hope he's a good person and everything everything comes to light that needs to come to light. Um, but it will be hard to accept at this point with all the theories that we've discussed and everybody online has discussed of what could have gone wrong in this case. Um, how can a child go unsupervised for this long throughout the school day? Things like that. So it's it's going to be somebody's fault in the end because in these kinds of cases, somebody's got to take the blame. It's just how it goes. Right. Um, no one's going to be happy depend, you know, re regardless of what actually happened. Mm -hmm. um, so Polk, who wasn't sheriff when the teen died, conducted a second local investigation into Johnson's death. His report released on January 26th said the death was accidental and closed the probe without filing criminal charges. Johnson was a sophomore at Lowndes County High School in Valdosta, Georgia, where his body was found upside down in a wrestling mat on January 11th, 2013. An initial investigation determined that he died of asphyxiation after accidentally slipping into the center of the mat when trying to retrieve his sneakers. The Lowndes County Sheriff's Office reopened the case in March amid allegations of a cover-up and discrepancies in the case. Johnson's family, who never accepted that his death was an accident, rejected the sheriff's report. The teen's father, Kenneth Johnson, held a press conference on January 27th outside the sheriff's office. Do not believe anything that this sheriff's department tells you, he said, vowing to fight as long as I have to. Kenneth Johnson pointed to alleged discrepancies in the investigations conducted by local, state, and federal agencies and discrepancies among the multiple autopsies performed on his son. Um, an autopsy conducted by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation concluded that Johnson died of asphyxiation, but a private autopsy requested by the family found that the teen died of non-accidental blunt force trauma to his neck, leading them to believe foul play was involved. Kenneth and Jacqueline Johnson, Kendrick's parents, filed a wrongful death lawsuit in 2015 against three individuals alleging that they killed their son. They also charged that the death was covered up by Lowndes, county school and law enforcement officials, but a judge in Lowndes County Superior Court ruled against them. So it's an ongoing battle, and we're going to keep our eye, uh, our eye on that one as well. So with those updates uh, out of the way, we can go ahead and move on to our actual case, followed by the update with that one. Whew, it's wild. So... Mm -hmm. Here we go. We have a, a full plate today, folks, so I'm just going to jump right in. By now, we know the content I consume while passing time, you know, cleaning, doing the dishes, etc. Mm -hmm. um, so among the lists of weirdest disappearances with disturbing phone calls lies this story. One of the biggest mysteries ended up coming out of our little western region of Texas, but after new findings this week, it may no longer be a missing persons case, but the mystery will remain, or will it? 
So before getting to his unexplained disappearance, Brandon Lawson was born in Fort Worth, Texas in 1986. He worked in the oil field industry and lived with his girlfriend um, of at least 10 years, Ladessa Lofton, in San Angelo, Texas. He has four children and a past of using drugs, but um, but at this time he had been clean six months. Between 10.45 and 11 p.m. on the night of August 8, 2013, Brandon has an argument with Ladessa. Brandon hadn't come home the night before, and I'm thinking that they discussed where he'd been um, or was he abusing substances again, that kind of thing. And Brandon gets into his silver Ford F-150 and calls his dad. He made the call at 11.30 p.m. and left the house at 11.54. He was heading to his dad's in Crowley, Texas, which is three hours away. Um, from San Angelo. At about 12.30 a.m. August 9th, Brandon called Kyle, his brother, saying he ran out of gas and was pulled over on the U.S. Route 277 between San Angelo and Bront, Texas. At some point during the call, Brandon claimed he was being chased out of town by Mexicans. Um, So, There were calls going back and forth between the brothers, but I had to go ahead and preface that uh, he said something about Mexicans Mm. um, and Mexicans in the neighborhood, apparently, is what he said um, word for word. Kyle notices Brandon is being weird, so he assumes Brandon has been using drugs and asked him if he's hallucinating. Brandon denies he's hallucinating, but he either keeps hanging up or losing signal And the two men call back and forth for a bit while trying to get gas to Brandon's location. They traded dropped calls um, until around 1.15 a.m. What Kyle didn't know was that Brandon had called 911 around 12.50 a.m. And to this day, nobody knows why. And here's the call. Zero, 50, and 38 seconds. 911 emergency. So this is a slower version of that call. Okay. Is anybody hurt? 
So I'm going to cut it there. But um, what I initially thought was wind blowing into the phone uh, receiver is apparently gunshots is what people think. So when you can when you can't hear him talking, you hear kind of like like they think that there's shots being fired. Um, And I'll go ahead and read what the text overlay says. Um, Whenever it's slowed down, it's a little bit easier to hear, but it's still like muffled. So you can't really tell what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Um. So she goes, 911 emergency. He says, yes, I'm in the middle of a field. If they could just bring some guys over right here going towards Abilene on, I think, I thought he said on both sides, but uh, it, it says Bront's side. Oh, yeah, My I truck ran out of gas. Side, yeah, I thought so too. Like there was like a group of people that all of a sudden like pulled up. Mm. Um, so he says, my truck ran out of gas. There's one car here and guys chasing me into the woods. Please hurry. So whenever he says that, but he stays calm, that's where it's confusing. Because uh-huh. she's like, so you need help. And he's like, she's like, do you need an ambulance? And he's like, no, just the cops. So you assume like there's nothing crazy going on. So she goes, okay, now run that by me more, uh, one more time. Uh, and he goes, I tried talking to him. I totally ran into him. And so I think she thinks that he like ran into them with his vehicle. Yes. Yeah. But I think he just like stumbled upon some kind of situation or they were like doing a drop off or something and he was parked there. So of course they're like, what are you doing here? Yeah. God. And imagine if he is like on some kind of drugs while this is going on, I would have been freaking out. That would. Could you? Yeah. I can't even. Oh man, if I'm just pulled up smoking a joint like real quick or something and I'm just sitting there chilling and then all of a sudden everything just unfolds before me and I'm just like, I got to call somebody because this is crazy. Um, So in the background, it's giving a translation to that in the background, there's voices that are saying, get up and another one saying, protect yourself. So y'all go listen, go find this call because it's hard to hear everything on top of him being outside out of breath and there's wind and wrestling around, but they say that there's gunshots and that there's voices in the background, like giving orders. And then you hear Brandon apparently say, I got shot. So then it's double confusing. It's double confusing. Unless it wasn't him who said he got shot. Like let's say a whole nother situation is going on while he's there making the call. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe someone is getting shot, but it's not Brandon at this point. But what strikes me as scary is when he has to be quiet because that means that they saw him or they saw he was calling 911. So I'm assuming that he just had to like get down and hide or he dropped his phone and took off running. Oh, yeah, Um, that could be it too. Because uh, after that, like him and his brother aren't talking anymore and he can't get a hold of him. And they say that his phone goes straight to voicemail after that. So if that call was his final call before his battery died or he just didn't have his phone on after that, um, it's super sketchy. So so that was the call. And like I said, there's apparently gunshots going on, which you can kind of hear it now that you like know what it is or, you know, someone pointed them out. I thought that was cars passing by. Or, yeah, like whew, like the yeah, wind of the cool. car. Um, so everybody go t- 
take a listen to that because you know it could it could just literally be he's he's tripping the fuck out and he's seeing things and all of a sudden he dropped his phone where he can't reach it and he just died you know because of the elements whatever. huh like he was running from whatever and he just you right that's, right that's a good explanation yeah, and then it was just so cold, you know, and he passed out. Maybe he came down and it was, you know, daytime, but he was asleep and then the cold just got to him or an animal got to him or who knows. But um, anyways, so before we jump to any conclusions, let me let me continue here. Something Kyle knew was that Brandon had a warrant out for his arrest, which makes the desperate 911 call all the more bizarre, especially knowing that he asked for cops specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, Something out there scared Brandon so badly that he was willing to risk getting arrested that night and he was hiding in the bushes, but not from the cops. Or maybe he was hiding um, from the cops and he assumed the police might arrive to help him and see the situation that was unfolding was more serious than some warrant that he had, which was for possession of drugs with the intention of selling or something. So that's the warrant he had. Um, So whenever Kyle found out he made that 911 call, he connected the dots like maybe that's why he didn't come out when he saw the cops arrive at the same time I did. Anywho, so let me, I'm going to take it back to Wikipedia. Oh yeah, and then Oxygen also covered this because it was just such a bizarre situation. And then with the update and everything, I'm just going to read straight from the Oxygen um, article in a minute. With the disappearance, let me wrap up on the disappearance here. At 12.30 a.m., he told Kyle he had run out of gas and was pulled over on 277, like I said. He goes and says three expletives, so three blank, are chasing me out of town and later clarified it was the Mexicans in the neighborhood. Kyle asked if he was hallucinating. Lawson denied. Kyle, um, along with his wife and four-year-old child, drove to Lofton's house and retrieved a fuel container. Kyle said they continued to make calls to each other, but Lawson wouldn't hold a conversation with him, usually ending the call after a few seconds. So at 12.50, Lawson called 911, which rang at a local nursing home in Robert Lee, Texas, and he told the responder that he had run out of gas and that he needed the police. During this call, Lawson made several confused or incoherent statements, including, yes, I'm in the middle of a field. Uh, blank pulled some guys over right here going toward Abilene on both sides and my truck ran out of gas. There's one car here. The guy's chasing blank to the woods. Please hurry. Several minutes later at 1256, a trucker called 911 to report Lawson's truck, which was parked in a hazardous manner on the road. Between 1250 and 115, Lawson received and made several calls with his brother, his girlfriend, his neighbor, and the 911 dispatcher. Though the poor cell phone reception caused several of these calls to go straight to voicemail, and after 1.19 a.m., all calls to his phone went straight to voicemail. At 1.18 a.m., Kyle called Lawson, who sounded out of breath. So this is after his 911 call um, at 1.18 a.m. Brandon is out of breath and claimed he was bleeding. Shortly after 1 a.m., a sheriff's deputy arrived at Lawson's truck, though Lawson wasn't there. Kyle arrived at the truck around 1.10 a.m. At the time, he was on the phone with Lawson, who told him, I can see you. I'm right here. Oh, man. That part gets me every time. At the time of the disappearance, Lawson had an active arrest warrant on him, and Kyle thought that he may have been hiding from the deputy. After talking to the officer, Kyle drove a short distance up the road and parked the car to wait for Lawson to appear, though after about 30 to 45 minutes, he left. 
Kyle left the gas can in the back of Lawson's truck and later returned to the truck around 5 a.m., where he was surprised that Lawson had not returned. Around 8 a.m., the truck was towed. In the aftermath of his disappearance, a local deputy organized a search party and spent several hours investigating the area near Lawson's truck, but found no signs of Brandon. Friends and family of Lawson set up a Facebook page called Help Find Brandon Lawson, which as of 2021 had over 20,000 likes. On February 4th, 2022, Brandon's family reported on the Help Find Brandon Lawson Facebook page that a search party had located clothing identified as Brandon's near his last known location and that the Texas Rangers had subscribed subsequently conducted a search of the area and found human remains. DNA results are not complete as of February 4th, 2022, but the remains are expected to belong to Brandon. Mm -mm -mm. (sighs) It's just strange that I'm sure they swept through that area so many times and then suddenly there's just something there that they found. So I'm thinking cartel or some other kind of drug deal where he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all kinds of theories and, you know, he's, if he's, you know, back on drugs, who knows what could have happened. Scary. All I know is scary. His kids, they were probably terrified. They're older now. It's very sad that the last time he spoke to his partner, they had an argument and then he just went missing for years. So that's yeah. just sad. That is really sad. I hope they have answers soon. It's a very weird situation. And hearing his brother say like that on the phone, Brandon was like, I'm right here. I just, I can't, I can't imagine. There are people who think that ghosts or loved ones can make phone calls from beyond the grave. Stop. And there's lists. There's actual lists too where like – you know, it, it was a traffic accident, so they mark, they know exactly when the phone, you know, stopped working. But then, you know, someone at someone's parents get a get a phone call at midnight, and they're like, "No, the phone crashed at like eleven forty seven, and she died on impact." You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. no, her her phone called my house. Like, what do you mean? So creepy. Um, and I'm wondering if that was that kind of situation. He's like, "I'm right here. You don't see me." Like, oh my god. <laughs> heartbreaking heartbreaking when when you think about it that way yeah or he really did you know he thought maybe his injuries were not that bad and he didn't want to risk getting arrested all those people he doesn't know who they were they came and went there's nobody to arrest anymore besides him because he has a warrant so maybe he did kind of stay hidden and then he passed out from blood loss there's just all kinds of theories with this one uh but the findings and the DNA testing will tell us if Brandon Lawson has indeed been found. His girlfriend added a little bit more to the story um, when I go over to oxygen.com. The conclusion of a Texas man's bizarre 2013 disappearance may have finally arrived, according to the family. Brandon Lawson, 26, vanished along a desolate stretch of State Highway 277 outside San Angelo, Texas, which is about 250 miles southwest of Dallas on August 9th, 2013, according to the San Angelo Standard Times. On Friday, those closest to Lawson announced that they had a private team of searchers find a find clothing that matched those of Lawson's when he disappeared. 
That team contacted local authorities and the Texas Rangers who widened the search and thereafter found human remains. Answers are something we have searched for, the Help Find Brandon Lawson Facebook page read. And now today I'm sharing with you that we now have some of those answers. Ledessa Lofton, the missing man's longtime girlfriend, mother of three of his children, currently ages 9 to 15, and stepmother to his eldest daughter, told Oxygen.com she had utilized advocates over the years to help search for Lawson. I had a search team that's close to me, led by advocate Jason Watts, said Lofton, and he led a search team. It was really cold there, about 10 searchers, and they found his shoes and his shorts. Lofton said that as soon as they came upon the articles of clothing, they contacted law enforcement who returned to the scene and found human remains. I think when they found the human remains, I feel it's kind of it, said Lofton. I'm more concerned about the kids right now. They still don't know how to process this. She told Oxygen.com that they expect the DNA results in about one month, which the Coke County Sheriff's Office confirmed, citing a forensic pathologist pending investigation. Although the tests to conclusively identify the remains are pending, the family said on the Facebook page that in our hearts, we know it's Brandon. We feel in our hearts it's him, said Lofton. We feel like who else could it be? He wouldn't leave his family. Brandon wasn't that type of person. At the time of his disappearance, Lawson and Lofton were living together in San Angelo. She said the couple had an argument at home before Lawson left the residence for the last time. In 2018 interview with the San Angelo Standard Times, she said they fought because of their long working hours and young kids. But the paper reported this week that Lawson hadn't come home the night before and had recently relapsed into his drug addiction. When he left, I guess he didn't have a lot of gas, said Lofton. I called my brother-in-law to tell him Brandon was going to run out of gas and put the gas tin on the porch to give him to give to him so he could go get him gas because he was pretty mad at me at the time. So Lofton just put the can on the on the porch and then went to bed or whatever. She like went to take a shower, I'm pretty sure. Um, Lofton, Lofton added that her phone was about to die and because she only had a car charger, she left the phone to charge in the vehicle. When she retrieved the phone later that night, she found several missed calls from Brandon Lawson and her in-laws. Around 11.30 p.m., Lawson called his parents to let them know he was driving to their place, which was over three hours away from San Angelo um, on the outskirts of Fort Worth. At at 12.30 a.m., he called his brother Kyle Lawson for help, having run out of gas along Route 277. Um, According to Standard Times, Brandon Lawson also told Kyle during that phone call he was being chased out of town by Mexicans, leading Kyle to question if he was hallucinating from drugs. Brandon denied it. Kyle Lawson then retrieved the gas can from Lofton's house and went in search of his brother. The two called one another on and off for the next 50 minutes, but either the calls kept dropping or he kept hanging up. During one call to Kyle, Lawson claimed he was bleeding. Around 12.50, Brandon Lawson called 911, a recording of which was circulated on the internet and reached the dispatcher, a nurse at a nursing home in nearby Robert Lee, Texas. Although phone reception was not great, you can hear Lawson tell dispatchers that he'd run out of gas, something was taken out to the woods, he was not alone, and he needed the cops. It is kind of in and out, but you can still understand what he's saying, Lofton told Oxygen.com. He just said somebody was after him. I don't know what happened. That's all we have is that 911 call, and I still don't know what happened. A Coke County deputy found Lawson's pickup truck on the side of the road around 1 a.m. after a trucker had reported it was partially obstructing the road. According to Standard Times, he arrived just as Lawson's brother showed up with the gas can. Brandon Lawson on the phone told Kyle he could see him arrive, claiming he was right here. Brandon, however, was nowhere in sight, and Kyle knew there was a warrant out for his arrest in Johnson County for drug possession with intent to deliver. Suspecting the warrant was keeping his brother out of sight of the cops and was neither the deputy 
And with neither the deputy or Kyle aware that Brandon had called the police and asked for the cops to come, Kyle chatted briefly with the deputy, confirmed it was Brandon's car and out of gas, and drove a little ways up the road for the cop to leave. He waited for Brandon for 30 to 45 minutes after the deputy left, according to Go San Angelo. But then when his brother didn't appear, he left to go feed his young son. The dispatcher from the nursing home called Brandon back twice, starting at 1.04 a.m. to get more details, but got his voicemail. The brothers traded... Dropped call, dropped phone calls until 1.15, um, according to the Standard Times, when Brandon tried and failed to reach Kyle twice. Starting at 1.19 a.m., all calls went straight to voicemail, as I said. Kyle returned to the pickup truck with gas around 5 a.m., but couldn't find Brandon. The paper reported the county had the truck towed around 8 a.m. The deputy conducted a couple small-scale searches in the following days, but didn't find a body or a human heat signature, according to the deputy's report cited in the paper. The only sign of anyone being in that area was a spot under a tree where it appeared someone sat down close to the roadway with an eyesight of where Lawson's pickup broke down. Hmm. On August 12th, police determined that Lawson was likely no longer in the county. Lofton filed the missing persons report on August 13th, which is the same day as the Texas Rangers searched the area by helicopter and determined there was no body out there. Um, Lawson's girlfriend told Oxygen that the recently discovered remains they suspected are Brandon's uh, were within a one-mile radius of where Lawson's truck ran out of gas the night he disappeared. Um, yeah, so I really think someone went back out there and dumped him. If it was only a one-mile radius right. and they searched. Ugh, it's just so... Disturbing to not know what could have happened out there. Mm -hmm. It's dark. It's a long stretch. Mm -mm. Yeah. He sounded pretty scared. And the the crazy part is, like, if he hadn't called 911, we would have no recording at all. Um, yeah. And I kind of wish that like in this kind of circumstance that like the phone would like start recording or there would be like a button you could push. Mm -hmm. Cause when someone's in a panic, you know, and you can't understand them, but you're also talking over them cause you can't hear them. And you're like, uh, you could go back and rewind and be like, Oh my God, he totally said he was bleeding. So he for sure like got hurt or you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but because only nine one one get recorded. Um, We'll never know. Uh, it's pretty sad uh, whenever it's unsolved like that. Yep. It sure is. So that's that. Brandon Lawson. Um, it is strange seeing San Angelo in print, like, Word. as part of this story. Um, yeah. And on podcasts, too, when people say – some people say it wrong. Have you heard that? No. Yeah, I'm like, how can you not know how to say how San Angelo? Come on. <laughs> um, who was it? It was literally someone reading like Reddit mysteries. So it was like a random group of mysteries. But mm -hmm. Sa they said like San Angelo. They like said it weird. I don't know. Not how we say it, in other words. So that's why it sounds weird. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's a big – that was a really big deal um, when that happened. 2013, that's weird because that's Kendrick Johnson too. Um, That is weird. But I guess now, the at the very least, we know that he probably wasn't abducted by aliens. So 
True. If those are his bones. Dude. Because I remember that was that was another thing, theory, wasn't it? Yeah, that he was um, abducted. Because, I mean, he just disappeared. Yeah. I want to know where his phone is because that would ultimately tell us, like, what's going on here. Yeah, that's really weird. Um, also, if he did get shot and those that was what was in the – or if anybody got shot, if a gun went off um, – and that was what was in the 911 call. They didn't they look for bullet shells? Oh. I thought they I did. Would think. I thought I read that somewhere. Maybe. Because I remember um, they that was one of the big things that it was the cartel. So I could have sworn that I read somewhere that they looked for bullet shells and they couldn't find any. They definitely should have. Huh. Unless the cartel freaking did a sweep and they picked everything up after the fact. Cause they don't they don't leave shit behind unless they want they want you to see it, obviously. But or, it you was know. Dark by that point, wasn't it? Right. Yeah, it was. It was one in the morning. For, fucking- for one guy. It really must be because he saw something, I really think. Because yeah. whenever she – and the fact that they specified, like, do you need an ambulance? Like, no, I need the cops. Like, That's this nice. is – like, I need people out here for mm-hmm. protection reasons. Um, I don't know. And, yeah, it's it's just weird that he would have been afraid to be arrested, but he called 911 and specifically asked for the cops. Yeah. Um, unless he was already planning on hiding from the cops whenever they got there, but he needed them to get there. Just to see what was going on. Right, and he probably wanted it taken care of before his brother showed up. Because if it was like a bad scene going on, right, and his brother shows up at the same time, it would have just been a whole mess. And I didn't know his brother had taken his son and his girlfriend too. Like it was a whole family situation. Uh, and I wonder what would have happened if his girlfriend, um, Brandon's girlfriend, had her phone that night. Like what he would have said, or oh gosh. Mm-mm. She thought probably like he's mad. He'll be back tomorrow, or you know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna charge my phone. Man, you never know, guys. Yep. Don't get mad at each other. So yeah, that was that. Um, short and sweet. Uh, very mysterious. Very creepy. I want to know where was Brandon when he said he could see Kyle. Um. Mm-hmm. Because if if his remains were one mile away, mm-mm. yep. Anywho, um, tell us what you guys think because it, it is a mystery after all. Regardless if these are his remains, um, I doubt it'll tell us exactly what happened. Um, mm-hmm. Unless there's like scrapes or some kind of bullet marks or something on the bone. To indicate, and then there's no blood, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. So you know, rain, animals, this and that. It's tough. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, Susan Powell, Kendrick Johnson, Brandon Lawson, all weird, weird situations. Um, hopefully, we get answers soon, and we appreciate you guys for listening. And make sure you join us again next week. Um, We will be back next Friday with another episode of Give Me the Creeps. So thank you guys for listening. So did we give you the creeps?